0: Hello, I'm Victoria. And I'm Johnny.
1: Welcome to Tasty Pages,
0: a podcast for people who love
1: cookbooks, food, and cooking. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook from our popular Cooking the Books Instagram page.
0: We'll also discuss the dishes that we made and rank the book in a variety of categories,
1: including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste.
0: The conversation is always unscripted, unedited, and uncensored. Spoiler alert, Victoria likes to swear.
1: All of this takes place in our living room in the heart of Minneapolis.
0: Oh yeah, we also have a featured show topic with contributions from our listeners, and we end each episode with a lame food-related joke. Usually very lame. Hey now. <laughs> Join, Join us for, for Tasty, tasty pages. pages. This week's featured cookbook is...
1: The Weekday Vegetarians by Jenny Rosenstrach. Hey, Johnny.
0: Hey, Victoria. How are you? (laughs) I am well now that I changed shirts. I had this, uh, I put on this shirt earlier, and the neck was kind of tight. It felt like a really weak person was strangling me.
1: What what shirt was
0: it? It was this black shirt. I'm getting rid of it. I'm donating it because I didn't like it. I had it on for like two seconds. And then oh, I said, nope. okay.
1: So I just wasn't being unobservant. No,
0: no, not okay. at all. You didn't even see it, and you won't see it.
1: <laughs> I was like, "I'm a bad it's, wife." It's I going didn't to notice the donate anything. pile. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm all good. All right. I don't well, feel like someone's strangling me now.
1: Good to know. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. All right.
0: You 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 had a an eyebrow waxing mishap. You want to uh, talk I, about
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had a beauty a beauty related injury today. So I. Uh, couple times a month, I will dye my eyebrows dark because as I've gotten older, my hair has gotten darker, but my eyebrows have not, so they are invisible. (laughs) Um, So I will usually dye my eyebrows and wax them. And I had, I don't know, some kind of mishap with the wax, and I tore a bit of skin off. And I mean, it doesn't look as bad as it did earlier. It's not quite as red, but uh before it looked like i burned my eye with a curling iron
0: kind of yeah but yeah, that's a harrowing story I'm, you're brave you and you live to tell about it i sure did I'm, I'm thankful that you're okay and my eyebrows
1: look really good right they now they do they're on point
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well welcome to tasty pages episode 52 a podcast from cooking the books Uh, If you go to our website, which is wecookbooks.com, there's a store tab you can click on that will bring you to our amazon.com affiliate page. And from there, we've got a few fun lists. Uh, One being kitchen essentials for home cooks, another being the uh, favorite cookbooks that we've featured on our Instagram feed. And then a new one, fun food finds, which I will try and update and add a few more things to. Have Um, you
1: added anything to it recently?
0: Recently since I started it. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Well, We'll, we'll get it built up All right. over time. But uh, if you make a purchase from any of those lists, uh, you'll get something uh, cool and exciting. And we'll get something cool and exciting a few pennies from Amazon. Woo! Yep. And it won't cost you anything more. And it's a great way that you can show your support for what we're doing here. Um, you want to talk about uh what we're in the progress of doing. It hasn't changed since last week. <laughs> nope. Spoiler alert.
1: If you, if you last <laughs> into the if you listen to the last podcast, uh we're working on two books. Yep. Uh Zoe's Gone to Kitchen by Zoe Adjanya um and also Malibu Farm Sunrise to Sunset by Helene Henderson. Yeah. And uh
0: that leads us into what we're having for dinner tonight.
1: Tonight we are having a smoked fish stew from uh, Zoe's Ghana Kitchen. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. I know.
0: Wow, we've been eating some good food this week. Oh, we we uh, some of it's kind of off off uh, brand and not uh, something that we're featuring in uh, in the old Instagram. But yeah, uh, we've we've had some some good exper- some good food experiences. Let's talk about it. A little. Okay. You want to start with date night? Yes. Okay. So this date night, we you know we try and do this like once a week and and just reconnect. And we we got all dressed up and and we we, we clean up well. Mm-hmm. I, I had on my velvet jacket. You had on this like hot dress. His
1: jacket is beautiful. Yeah.
0: And so we had uh, we had read about two places that were it just happened to be like right next to each other mm-hmm. in a suburb of Saint Paul, and uh, one was kind of a speakeasy ish kind of bar glamorous at least this is the way they pitch it on their Instagram page it looks very sexy it from it sure photos. does we show up <laughs> what they don't tell you is that this place is kind of tucked away in the back of this sports like a, bar that serves like burgers, burgers and, beer. and yeah and you know we show up they say do you have a reservation we we're like "Ah, oh, it's, it's just this little like speakeasy bar we didn't know we needed a reservation especially out in the suburbs and it's you know, all so our fault that, our yeah fault, that is you know, on fair us fair play uh, they said you can sit outside on the patio. We've got some heaters going. It was like 40 degrees yes. out. No, so that was not happening. Uh, there were some brave souls out there. Yeah. Uh, plus, if we had ordered food, it would have been cold yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, so we said no thanks to the patio. And they said, well, we've got, you know, some bar stool seating that uh, is first come, first served. So you're welcome to kind of, you know, keep an eye on that and roll the dice with that. Um, so we were like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll sit here in the sports bar, (sighs) choke down a drink (laughs) and see if something opens up. Unfortunately, nothing did. No, these people were camped out and they weren't Uh, moving. I,
1: well, I wouldn't blame them. I I, I know
0: this is, this was just like poor planning on our part. And there was
1: someone playing live music back there and it sounded very nice too.
0: Um, so we, we had a drink and in the meantime kind of looked up other alternative options on our phone because the place next door that we were originally going to eat at, it was weird. There was like no one in there. I don't know if Well, they... and
1: it turned out to be more of like a deli type yeah. place. Like, it, it, I think it's website didn't really accurately portray what Neither it was. Neither one of these did. No.
0: Um, and so we were, you know, frantically... Research. We were getting kind of hangry at this point too. So not only are, are we waiting for, you know, potentially something to open up at the bar, but then, uh, we're getting, you know, increasingly more hangry. So, uh, I found a place that uh-huh. sounded promising uh-huh. that was nearby in St. Paul and it was kind of built as like this neighborhood bar and kind of cozy and stuff. And so we decided to just abort this trip <laughs> in the suburbs and
1: But you were very smart. You called ahead for us and asked, like, what the seating situation (laughs) was. I
0: said, hey, I know you guys are closing in about an hour and a half. We're going to swing by and grab a little nosh. Uh, How busy are you? And they were like, oh, you know, we've got some stuff opened up at the bar. You know, shouldn't be a problem. So we said, okay, we're on our way. And it was like 10, 15 minutes away. So we raced over there and had, like, a completely lovely meal oh. that was really better than it needed to be for a neighborhood bar
1: yeah well the atmosphere was lovely the room was lovely um i had this really great spicy vodka martini yep what did you have i again? had a manhattan that's right you or did an old-fashioned yes i'm sorry an old-fashioned um and it was delicious yeah and uh Johnny got the walleye i did hey john and Roo, you welcome, want some walleye welcome to minnesota have some walleye <laughs> so it was basically
0: like a fish and chips dish but the fish was walleye yeah. so it was like breaded fish with some with some fries and it was it was lovely and, I, and we got these like they were billed as like korean fries but it was basically like french fries with like a spicy asian dipping sauce kind of thing yeah like were, a kimchi oh, sauce
1: yeah um so it, date night was saved It was. I yeah. I was was so happy that we
0: went there. I was so enjoying being there with you Mm, in your company. Oh, you. We were all dressed up because, like, at this other place, the sports bar, you were like, I wasted a look for this. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Which which was not untrue. I sound like such a snot, but you know, like, if I get dressed up, you know.
0: I'm I'm dressed up. I mean, I guess I'd rather be the best dressed pers- Absolutely. Play- person in a place than overdressed under-dressed. or underdressed. I'm sorry. I agree. And uh everyone else in that place was underdressed. Yeah. They looked well, like they just rolled out of bed.
1: I mean, they were <laughs> dressed appropriately for what it was. <laughs> for
0: watching sports.
1: Um yeah, I mean since COVID, like now whenever I get a chance to dress up, you know I'm going to do it. So
0: so we we, sa- we saved the evening. We salvaged mm-hmm. the evening. And it was lovely. And uh, kudos to this place. It was called Stewart's. And it was on uh, Cleveland Avenue in St. Paul. So if you find yourself in the Twin Cities, can't recommend it highly enough. Yes. A nice little neighborhood bar that was kind of tucked away in like a garden level... Of this vintage apartment building, mm-hmm. and it was just one of those places where I'm sure they get like a whole uh, stream of regulars coming in and out of there. Yes, and like we said, the cocktails and the food were like way better than they needed to be. Service was great. Yeah,
1: everyone that worked there was really friendly. So, and they had for the ladies, they had like an, they had a stash of tampons in the bathroom and a stain stick.
0: Oh, stain stick! You're, yes, you're crazy about the stain I,
1: stick. I I live and die by the stain stick. Yep. We have multiple. Especially living
0: with me, got You got to have them.
1: <laughs> we have multiple stain sticks around the house. Got to have them ready. Yes.
0: Um, I I think we've said all we need to say about that. Evening. Yeah. Um, I had a great spicy chicken banh mi from United Noodles this this week. Yes. Uh, that was that was when I had to do some errands and stuff, and so I grabbed that for a lunch, and it was. Was delicious. It hit the spot.
1: I didn't get to have and any.
0: We had a favorite Bon Mi spot in Chicago that we would frequent. And so I was kind of pleasantly surprised to find this and and uh revisit our ne- beloved Bon Mi. Next
1: time we go there, I will have to get a banh Mi. Yes. Um let's, highly recommended. Let's talk about last night. Yeah. <laughs> so uh as we've said before, we live um above this, like it's kind of like an international food court, food hall. Um, and, uh, there's a barbecue place there called soul, soul to soul. And, uh, we went there one time before we were there literally like two minutes before closing. Yeah. But we're not the only assholes that were there. There were like two other people that came up. There were a few
0: people that showed up right at the wire. Yeah.
1: I mean, I hate being one of those people. Yes. And we were. And... It wasn't great, you know, yeah. and I don't blame them. It was the end of the night. Everything's been around all day long, you know, whatever.
0: Um They were probably ready to get out of there yes. and then us bozos show up and want some food and Yes. They they were they were not super excited to see us. They weren't like overtly rude or no. anything, but they they I
1: They get weren't excited it. either. I get it a hundred percent. Um so uh, we have uh, my brother-in-law, Johnny's brother, yep. and his wife, and their two kids came over to our place for the first time to come and see it. And so we went down there to we went down to the food court to get some food, which is a great option when you have like little kids who are picky. You know, everybody can get what they want. Yes, and uh, we ended up getting wings from there because we were planning on making dinner. We were going to have tonight's dinner last night. Yeah,
0: that was our original plan was like, we'll just have a little light nosh and then we'll come up here later after they've left and we'll make our planned smoked fish stew, mm-hmm. which we're having tonight. Very excited about uh, So I said, how about I just get a few like smoked chicken wings from this barbecue joint and we'll split those and it'll be a nice little light nosh late in the afternoon. To our surprise... These were not chicken wings. They were like 747 wings. Oh my God. They were, they were so gigantic.
1: huge. They were huge.
0: And I got six of them. They, they were
1: delicious. Yes. I ate like two of them and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Um,
0: They were gigantic.
1: They were. And they were phenomenal. They were so good.
0: I mean, smoked chicken wings. Yeah.
1: Um, and, Say no more. And let's see. Uh. Your brother got, uh, they ordered food from there too. I think they got like rib tips and brisket and then they got some corn, Yeah, corn on the cob.
0: And they seem to enjoy it.
1: Yes. And then the uh, one of the owners came over just to like check in and see if we enjoyed our food. And uh, we talked about barbecue and he actually brought out a little sample of mac and cheese for uh, for one of the girls, yeah, and it got the thumbs up because she only eats uh like mac and cheese from the box. Typical kid snob. Yeah, when it comes yeah. To mac and cheese. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm fully won over again. Yep. And I was threatening to eat because we had one leftover wing, and I was threatening to eat it in bed because um, I've been known to eat barbecue <laughs> in bed. Are you trying to turn me on over here? <laughs> But uh, barbecue in bed, (laughs) but I ate it before I went to bed and and yeah, so
0: it was great. Yeah. So good, good, good foods this week. Yes. All right. Um, Let's see. I I guess we can dive into our show topic now. Sure. After all, all all that detour, Um, least favorite and most favorite Halloween candy in anticipation of Halloween, which is about a week away at the time of this recording. Um, let's start with some of the listener suggestions.
1: All right. Melissa G, her least favorite is Snickers Bar. And she's <sighs> like, take them all. And then her favorite, favorite of the favorites, the peanut butter thingies that are wrapped in orange and black wax paper. And to me, that answer seems like Bizarro World.
0: I agree. <laughs> I was like, how can you hate on Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> they're maybe not my favorite candy, but they're yeah, there's certainly, you know, I, I'd eat a Snickers.
1: I feel like that's one of the like pr- more like sought after Halloween candies. Like, so it,
0: it's one of the things that you trade. And this got me thinking because those those orange and black uh, wax paper candies are are kind of distinctly Halloween. And, and yes. you know, so there's not a lot of uh, candies that I would consider like specific to Halloween itself and that being one of them. And so I, I I jumped on the old internets to see if I could find out a little bit more information. And I found this great article from uh, the Insider website, 2018, and it was talking about how this uh, city in North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina, okay. uh, issued a statement where they were prohibiting giving those out for Halloween candy because no one likes them. <laughs> and then, this came down from the City of High Point Emperor of Acceptable Candy. So it's an official title.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: then uh, I guess what these are called are Necco Mary Jane peanut butter kisses.
1: I wonder if they're made by the same people that make
0: Necco I don't know. but Which it, are I mean,
1: equally as abhorrent. I
0: feel like calling them Mary Jane peanut butter kisses is a little misleading because that would cause <laughs> some people to think that, you know, maybe there's a little something else in there. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, turns out that this was n- merely a publicity stunt, uh, according to Jolie Helton, the city's communications specialist. And she said, quote, it's totally a joke. We would never ban something of personal preference like this, but it was a story that kind of went viral on the internet at the time. And, uh, you know, and then people started commenting and, and." It, it it inspired like some pretty heated debate oh, among I'm people sure. because uh, this is a very divisive candy, as you'll see from some <laughs> of these other listeners' suggestions. Um, all right. Without further ado, let's move on to the next one. Okay, Mike T. What did he say?
1: He said, there doesn't seem to be much candy only made for Halloween other than classics or familiars in new shapes or glow-in-the-dark colors, at least around here. That said... <sighs> i enjoy a good candy corn <laughs> with salted peanut mix
0: Ooh. talk about uh divisive candy uh. but and he's one of the only people i know that likes candy corn though they are wow. yeah That doesn't have a lot of fans no uh cory b said uh favorite is peanut butter cups or twix mm-hmm. classic uh oddly enough least favorite of those <laughs> peanut butter taffies wrapped in orange and black wax paper. <laughs> so we got Okay, so far we have uh one to one. Yep. One hate, one love mm. or
1: yeah. All right. Okay, uh Joseph P said least favorite Jolly Ranchers. Oh yeah. Oh, I love Jolly Ranchers except for uh they get like I'm always afraid that I'll like lose a filling or break. Yeah, too.
0: well, I think they were invented by dentists that were right? looking for some extra work, drum up some business. Yep.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Evil creation. Yeah,
1: and his most favorite are the Little Mountains bar- bars and Little York peppermint patties. Okay,
0: I can uh, get I can get behind that. Sure. Uh, Charlene J said uh, most favorite. Uh, I don't know these Russell Stover orange marshmallow pumpkins covered in chocolate. That just sounds like a peat covered in chocolate. Maybe. I And I forgot that my friend Charlene is like really into marshmallows and would like make them for, uh, you know, like Christmas and stuff like that and okay. give them gifts and, and was like really into it. So I was like, what's with you and marshmallows? Because I think she answered a previous question with something marshmallow related. And then I was like, oh, that's right. You're the marshmallow woman. Oh. oh so it <laughs> makes sense. It's all coming together. Uh, least favorite would be everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marshmallows are nothing Okay I mean and it, are people Really giving those away For Halloween eh?
1: Oh maybe. you know what They come in little foil packets
0: Oh so maybe they do
1: Yes Okay Yeah
0: I, I'm unfamiliar with but them
1: But I don't think I've ever like received one In a candy yeah. bag But I, I recall seeing them On store shelves They they are like Individually wrapped
0: You know what my most favorite is Anything without a razor blade Is that too much to ask <laughs> Um. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one
1: Okay, Victor K Said, I was raised to be thankful For what I get, so I never really put a lot of thought Into what a favorite candy would be But I consider candy corn a, To be a hate crime I, I'm with you on that right? Yeah
0: Uh, Our friend Mike B said, uh, least favorite is circus peanuts. (laughs) isn't that? I feel like that's more of a Christmas thing or something. No,
1: no. I mean, because I remember being a kid and you'd get like the odd unwrapped circus peanut in your bag. That's so gross. Mm.
0: Uh, He says they can pave the way to hell with those things.
1: (laughs) That's all they're good for. Uh, His
0: favorite oh, orange and black wrapped (laughs) peanut butter taffy. Can't get enough of them. I think, I think it's two to one.
1: So, can you get those outside of Halloween?
0: I don't know. Hmm. I, I I fell down that rabbit hole with the city of North Carolina banning them, and that's as far as I got in my in my internet research.
1: I bet you could order them on Amazon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mimi M said most favorite M and M's. Ooh, one for M and M's. Okay. Uh, and least are Butterfingers. Huh. Okay. Butterfingers are good, but those also get stuck in your teeth.
0: They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda W. said uh, favorites would be Reese's pumpkins. I'm not familiar with those.
1: Well, it's just Reese's shape in a pumpkin. Oh, so and, it's nothing
0: special. It's just a you know, yeah. way for them to cash in on Halloween.
1: But by the way, any of the special holiday shaped um, Reese's candies, Reese's peanut butter cups uh-huh. are exponentially better. I don't know what it is. Maybe a fresher. I don't know, but huh. I, I've. Feel like they're much better. Maybe it's just you a done psychological. A lot of research this? <laughs> Maybe it's just a psychological thing. I don't know.
0: Uh, and they said least favorite would be dreaded candy corn. Yes. <laughs> another vote. Another candy corns getting no love no. except from uh, Mike T. All right.
1: Jeremy B. Least favorite would have to be those nasty peanut oh, butter flavored. Cheese. Two to two. <laughs> uh, choosing one favorite is hard, but I could eat a pound of Smarties.
0: See, I'm not, I'm not down with the smarties. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's like eating um, flavored chalk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. Way <laughs> Barely to it. flavored chalk. Uh, and then from uh, some internet submissions said at Shelley KVD said favorite is Reeses and least would be licorice, black or red or just all.
1: Yeah, hmm. I'm gonna assume black because black licorice is evil yes and then we had uh
0: one one more submission
1: uh my love spoonful said favorite butterfinger okay um caramel apple and popcorn ball
0: okay who's putting caramel apples or popcorn balls in trick-or-treat bags any longer well
1: i suppose if you're going to a party you know people will make those you
0: know who's putting them in there the people that put razor blades <laughs> in them that's the only people because like no no parent is letting their kid eat the caramel apple that they got from a stranger right Anymore.
1: You know what I think is hilarious Let's is they have like, an
0: X ray machine or something. Yeah.
1: What I think is hilarious is that like there are police like like police are issuing statements like, you know, the be very afraid thing, like people are giving away THC lace candy for Halloween. And it's like no, that shit is expensive. Yes. No one is giving away their weed. I'm
0: not sharing my for cannabis. For Halloween. And yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry, what, I'm not some animal. I'm not going to like uh, anonymously- Drug some children. Drug some children, yeah. You know who does that? Like middle-aged white dudes at a bar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's who
0: does that, it's psychopaths. <laughs> it's not some like stranger giving you candy. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, oh. well, let's go, let's go to our picks.
1: Okay. Lay it on me, Balmer. Oh,
0: all right. Let's talk after the show. <laughs> um, uh, least favorite. We'll start with that. Uh, d- candy corn. It's okay. It's gotta be. Yep. And then, uh, black licorice. Anything with black licorice Ugh. in it. Yeah. Not a fan. Uh.
1: So you're not a fan of the, uh, Mike and Ikes.
0: Nah. No, wait.
1: Is it good and plenty's? I think good and plenties are
0: the. Mike and Ike's are the fruit flavored. No, anything good black licorice. Good if someone plenty's. put a little mini bottle of Jagermeister in my bag, Ugh. I'd say no. <laughs> little, little airplane bottle.
1: You wouldn't be like cool liquor. You'd yep. be like, who wants this? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: favorite. I mean, I was always partial to like Butterfingers, but I I also was just partial to like any of the houses that would give out a full size candy yes. bar. And that's the ones where you'd go back time and time again yeah like you'd you'd get the full size candy bar and then you'd like take off your mask and go back there, and then you'd like put a sweatshirt over your costume and go back a third time. Yep. And then like, uh, you know, if you had another costume you could throw together like a hockey mask or something, you'd put that on and go back another time. Okay, then,
1: that okay. you like, can haul your ass to the store. Yeah, and
0: I mean, that's what I would do.
1: Back then, like candy bars were like 35 yeah, cents. Yeah, but you know, as a kid. That's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> I didn't care. What else did I have to do? I was 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I remember one year, do you remember Pop Shop? When that was around, it was like a specialty like soda shop and they had all these like kind of unique flavors like bubblegum pop and stuff. No. And God, I hate the word pop. I know you do. Pop. It's a Midwestern thing. It's it right is, but, thing. I've,
1: but I've I've never <laughs> and, called it pop. And
0: uh, I remember like occasionally someone would give away like a, a can of soda or something or like a, this pop shop pop. And then and that was like the jackpot. That That'll was, weigh like, down your bag. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that would that would require like repeat visits as well. Oh. So I guess those were mine.
1: <laughs> okay. What'd you have? Um my least favorite are Smarties, yeah. like I said, yeah. chalk. Yeah. And you and you can throw Necco wafers in there. I to me, I think they're like cut from the same cloth. Are they're they disgusting. Black
0: licorice tasting as well. No, they're no. like I don't know if I've ever had one.
1: They're like Smarties but they're bigger. They're like the size of a oh, quarter. yeah, I have yeah. had those. I know what you're talking about. Um candy corn, of course, and Circus peanuts, <laughs> so
0: gross. That's a solved list.
1: I mean, circus peanuts are essentially marshmallow, which I don't
0: like. We used to joke around, and we we never did it, but I, I always said I was going to cook up like a big pot of chili, <laughs> just a ladle kids, some you know, chili the in there. And I'm just going to have like a big <laughs> steaming pot of chili there. And I just, you know, they open up their bag, and you just like drop a ladle of chili in there. <laughs> hey kids, happy Halloween! <laughs> Olive keeps um, sniffing around my drink over there. I here, know she's, she's gonna, gonna t- knock
1: t- it over. Mark my words. Uh, probably. He's got it sitting on the floor, and mm-hmm. then that glass is gonna break. We broke a glass yesterday. It fell mm-hmm. out of the cupboard.
0: We've we've broken. We've been here two months. We've broken about three glasses already. Yeah. There's a lot of hard surfaces in our in our condo. It's mm-hmm. it's like concrete floors throughout, and then like you know granite typical typical granite countertops. So like. If a glass goes down, it's breaking. Yeah, and then the, the one you broke yesterday oh, fell on the counter. It was like glass everywhere. Dust. It was dust
1: everywhere. Just
0: disintegrated. Um, okay,
1: <laughs> okay. So my favorites, <laughs> God, we're going, we're all over the place. Uh, my favorites are peanut butter cups, um, especially the shaped ones.
0: Okay. Um, Fresher is what you're saying, or something. I don't, I don't know what better. it
1: is. I, maybe, maybe it's just like a psych. They're more special. Okay. I feel like. Um, Almond Joys.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about those.
1: And so I... So you prefer
0: those over the mounds. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. And I actually like the peanut butter taffies. Okay. And I'm a big fan of the Tootsie Rolls, but it's got to be like the bigger ones, not the little midget ones.
0: Okay. Did you just say midget...
1: They're called well. They're called like midgies.
0: Oh, I thought you said midget.
1: I think I probably did. <laughs> I'm <a> f-
0: <laughs> that's very politically incorrect of you. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry. I mean,
1: I call little people little people. I would. Yeah. Like, but but you call Titsy rolls midgets. <laughs> they're midgies. <laughs>
0: okay. moving along (laughs) jesus
1: i really stepped in it huh
0: oh man um (laughs) anything else on the candy
1: uh no
0: all right good talk (laughs) let's get to the book we should all right so uh you know plant-based eating is pretty common these days however if you're uh you know got a family, it might be a tough sell to convince the entire family to forego meat. Um, This book from author Jenny Rosenstretch offers a clever compromise, vegetarian dishes throughout the week, and then you can indulge in your inner carnivore on the weekends.
1: The way you say carnivore is really weird. I'm
0: sorry. Carnivore. It's French. (laughs) Oh, like terroir? Yes. Okay. Um... Whether your reasons for embracing plant powered meals is environmental, ethical, financial. I was in Walmart today with my mom. Meat is expensive. Yes, it is. Man, she was gonna get a steak, New York strips, just one in a, in a package. And you know, granted, this is Walmart, so they're not even like that great of yeah. steaks. thirteen bucks. Ribeye was like sixteen to eighteen mm-hmm. range,
1: just for one steak well that's why we do surf and turf like once every couple three
0: months so uh you know i can understand even if your motivation is simply financial like you know yeah cut out the meat uh could be health related or all of the above um this book features a hundred veggie focused recipes it's not vegan Mm -mm. vegetarian um but uh, it's it, it offers like a really interesting, I guess the term would be like flexitarian um, approach to eating, and um, it's a good way to maybe get your family thinking more about this and to kind of ease them into embracing a plant based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this was like a good, intriguing book for us because mm-hmm. we we kind of practice a similar diet anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, we were vegeta- chicken wings aside. <laughs> we were vegetarians for. We were both vegetarians when we met. Um, I had been like we had both been vegetarians for quite some time before we met.
0: But keep in mind, we were pretty young, and so you know our version of vegetarianism probably just consisted of eating lots of like macaroni and cheese and stuff like that. Yeah, a we bunch of garbage. We
1: weren't super healthy about it. No, um, as
0: as a lot of younger vegetarians are not. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then we moved to Chicago and I don't think you can legally be a vegetarian in Chicago. (laughs) They'll chase you out of the town (laughs) with with pitchforks and uh, a thigh bone of a cow.
1: (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, So I'll give a bullet point of what we made. All right. Um, We did a pizza with cheddar, caramelized onion and egg, uh, barley bowls with chickpeas, and roasted vegetables, an avocado dressing. Uh, There was a cabbage kale tofu salad with a citrusy ginger dressing. Um, The greenest pasta, which was spaghetti with peas, broccolini, and a kale pesto. Uh, Tofu banh mi. Um, uh, Slivered minty sugar snap peas on a bed of ricotta. And then we did a zatar pizza dough flatbread. We did a lot of stuff from this book. We sure did.
0: And uh, I guess, you know, again, sign of a good cookbook when we had trouble deciding and narrowing it down.
1: Well, and also for this book, our grocery bill was exponentially lower. Yes. Because there was no meat, which is always nice. Well, and
0: this was shortly after we moved to minneapolis there's a great farmers market here that we've kind of rediscovered you know we used to go there all the time when we lived here and uh you know if you if you shop smartly there you can really keep the the grocery bill to a minimum mm-hmm. and we we kind of went nuts there yeah. with it, you know and this was like the perfect book to to embrace that so uh let's talk about that pizza Okay. This was a good one. Yes. Our, our egg cooking game on the pizza was on point mm-hmm. for this one.
1: Well, the, the recipe says, you know, use store-bought pizza dough. Um, but we always have... Uh, pizza dough in our fridge for various applications uh, and we use it, we use the Paul Cahan
0: recipe. Yep. Um, Cooking for good times, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if for no other reason it's worth it to buy that cookbook just for that pizza dough recipe. I know we sound like a broken record, but... We, <laughs> I think
1: we, we've mentioned it like 50 oh times. Oh my God.
0: He owes us some money.
1: <laughs> no, we're happy to share
0: in all honesty. Um, but yeah, I mean, we keep that on hand all the time mm-hmm. for when flatbreads or pizzas are... are needed.
1: So I think the like the most time consuming thing about this was caramelizing the onions, which takes like a good 20 minutes to
0: half an hour. And these uh, ones were like really really caramelized, they and, like, were like, sweet, and sweet and sticky and, and, and mushy and yeah.
1: delicious. Um, and that gets put on there and it gets a little bit of sharp cheddar cheese, uh, and then you nestle some eggs in there. Yep. And, well, and we always par-bake our crust first, yes. too. Um, I don't recall if the recipe said to do that. I yeah, don't think I so. Yeah, I mean,
0: anytime we've done eggs on pizza, which I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and we've done it several times, um, I feel it's really necessary because otherwise, like...
1: The, the eggs will get obliterated. Yeah,
0: and we just did a dish that we featured on our Instagram from uh, the Scott Conant book, and it was kind of a riff on, like, you know, it was like these Turkish... It's uh, called a Piety. Yeah, and and it was like feta and spinach with an egg dropped in there, and that for some reason that yellow the yolk s- got like really like a super ball. It was well the crazy. second
1: one, but the thing is, I felt like the the w- w- the first one we did the well we made four of them, but we like photographed two of them. Um, well, pretty much we ended up photographing one. The first one was beautiful. And the second one, I, the, the, where the yolk was overcooked, I felt like the white wasn't cooked enough.
0: And then the, the yellow is like rubber. It,
1: it was like a hard-boiled egg yolk. Yeah.
0: I don't know what happened. That was a weird phenomenon.
1: It must have been like some, in some
0: weird spot in the oven. Yeah. Oh,
1: speaking of which, we also got a new stove. Yay! Yay. Finally, it only took
0: three attempts. <laughs> They, they tried to deliver one earlier in the week and they opened up the box and it was like busted up. Yeah. Like someone, someone got a little overzealous with the forklift or mm-hmm. something and, and smashed it up. And, uh, and so they had to come out a couple of days later, but yeah, we have a, we have a brand new oven with, with all working burners. Yay. What are you going to do with this oh, kind of, uh, it's, it's
1: a luxury functionality. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's move on to barley bowls. Okay. Barley bowls. <laughs> barley with, bowls. With chickpeas, roasted vegetables, and an avocado dressing. This was probably the most involved dish we mm-hmm. made. There was a few moving parts, a few steps.
1: Uh, yeah, like you had to roast the Brussels, the Brussels and the broccolini, and then you had to make the crispy chickpeas, and there was also, and you cooked the, cook the barley. Yep. And then there was also the, um salad dressing which was lovely it it was made with avocado olive oil some white wine vinegar honey lemon juice um, you know I think I really barley is one of my favorite grains okay I'm still I'm still a little bit weird about grains but I have to say barley and faro are my favorite grains and I think I really like barley because it reminds me of like when i was a kid eating um, eating the uh, campbell's beef barley
0: soup oh yeah i remember that
1: but the barley was always mushy of but course. i really loved it and it's like campbell's soup is so freaking salty yes <laughs> which i can see why i like it because i have a salty hand
0: yeah, this was this was a great dish, mm-hmm. um, and I like that you could kind of create these little when you're plating it. You could have these little compartments mm-hmm. that you know with the little ingredients, and uh, it was really
1: filling. Yeah,
0: it was a great, it was a great dinner. Um, and we, did you mention the pickled red onion? That was another step oh, in the process. Yes. Too. So th- there was like a few things that we had to kind of prepare ahead of time, but it all came together. And the
1: pickled onion adds just like this nice little zing. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of adding, like, pickled veg to stuff.
0: Word. mm mm-hmm. um, You want to talk cabbage kale tofu salad? With, with a s-
1: citrusy ginger dressing. Yeah.
0: We, we went a little nuts at the farmer's market with the kale because we did a few <laughs> we, kale we dishes. We had, like, three
1: or four uh, yeah, bunches of kale.
0: Happened. It just looks so good sitting there that beckoning me that I had to pick, pick up a bunch of it. I think I, think I always... Uh, assume that we'll need more than what you actually do. You
1: always do. I, he has a habit of buying like twice as much yeah. as what we need.
0: And then it just wasn't necessary. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it does suggest that you can add either shrimp or chicken to appease any uh, holdouts in your family mm-hmm. if, if if they're not uh, fully embracing the, the vegetarian part of this. Um, we didn't find that necessary. No. But... It, it can be done.
1: Uh, this uh, has roasted tofu. Um,
0: uh, New technique.
1: Yeah, it was roasted in the oven. Um, also, if you're going to be working with tofu, like if you're going to fry it or... Kitchen hack alert. Saute it. Um, you can buy actual tofu presses, but we make our own. We, like, use... We... Uh, put tofu on a plate with some paper towels then we'll put a sheet sheet pan on top of it with more and uh, put like you can either use like a brick or cast a cast iron. iron works lovely small
0: child would work great too mm-hmm. give them something to do <laughs> just sit on the sheet tray and squeeze out that liquid <laughs>
1: So um so aside from the roasted tofu there was cabbage kale some green onion which was all raw. Yep. And then there was some avocado which gives it like that nice creamy you have like a nice creamy textural component. Um and the dressing was Dijon, lime, soy, ginger, sriracha. Um, and it used both olive and sesame oils, so it was like it had like vaguely Asian flavors. Yep. Uh, well, and there was
0: chopped peanuts and toasted sesame seeds, so like texturally, this had a lot going on mm-hmm. as well between you know the the crunchy kale and and the and the nuts and seeds, and then the creamy avocado. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was it was pleasant to eat.
1: Yes, And it was also very filling. And the photo, the accompanying photo, had Persian cucumbers.
0: Which would have been good, yeah. Um, no mention in the recipe, though.
1: Did we? Add, I feel like we added cucumbers. I think we did. Yeah.
0: Um, this is this is something I seem we seem to encounter frequently in cookbooks, and I think there's just a little bit of a disconnect between the recipe itself and then like when the photos are taken. So I'm sure the recipes probably get revised over time, and and uh, maybe you know the companion photo just was not taken again and and so a minor thing but it's just it's just an observation because it happens a lot yeah in in books that we work through if you if you astutely study the photo you'll you'll sometimes notice that Mm -hmm. there's an ingredient either missing or added that is not in the recipe yeah there you go
1: all right you get to talk about the next one since i did not eat any
0: greenest pasta so that's, I think I had this for lunch one uh-huh. day. Yeah. So it was a basic spaghetti with some peas, broccolini, which is uh, broccoli's adorable baby cousin, and uh, some kale pesto. Uh I liked the method of making some pesto from kale and almonds instead of the usual bale, basil 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 and pine nuts because both those ingredients are expensive, mm-hmm. especially
1: then, pine nuts.
0: Well, in the case of basil too, it's not very like uh, shelf stable. I guess you'd say so. You know, you have to use it almost immediately; mm-hmm. otherwise, it's going to go bad if it's sitting around for a while. Um, so this was great. You know, you could make a pesto on kind of a budget using kale and almonds, and uh, the resulting dish was very vibrant, very vivid green color, um, especially if you quickly blanch your peas and broccolini, mm-hmm. um, and then there's some.
1: There was some butter added in at the yes,
0: end. Yes, a little bit of richness. But uh, the resulting dish is just this very like fresh-looking, vibrant bowl. I, I enjoyed eating it. It was great. Well, good for you. Really simple. Okay. Why didn't you eat any? I, I don't recall.
1: Well, because it was... That's a big lunch, pasta for lunch. Yeah. it's That's not how I roll. I get it. So.
0: I yeah. I, I, I understand.
1: I generally will eat like shirt hockey noodles or something for lunch or have an apple and, and share <laughs> that's not a lunch <laughs> that's share, a snack and share some like sliced deli turkey with our dog <laughs> she loves it
0: <laughs> you want to talk tofu banh mi? yes all right um, is is bon us the plural? No, it's bon, bon vi- we, you fool. Oh, okay, <laughs> bon we, bon we, bon
1: we. Uh,
0: <laughs> could this meatless version rival that of pork or sometimes chicken, which I enjoyed earlier in the week? The spicy chicken. Could it? Is it possible?
1: Yeah, but I gotta say, I love the pork pate on. Yeah, I, like I, it felt a little bit bereft. Yes, but it was still tasty. Let's not get crazy.
0: <laughs> But this tofu was okay. Yeah. Uh, It gets marinated Mm -hmm. in some uh, solidly Asian ingredients. Mirin, sambal rice vinegar, soy sauce, and honey.
1: And then it gets uh, just pan fried until it's a little crispy. And then there's the quick pickled carrot, scallion, and... or Sorry. uh, Carrot, radish, and cucumber. Yep. Um, and then just for a little bit of fresh herbiness, you add some scallion and cilantro.
0: And then we mixed up a little sriracha mayo mm-hmm. and, uh, smeared that on the rolls, toasted them up. Do we toast them? Yeah. Yeah. We toasted them up. And then, uh, no, it,
1: we did not toast them up. Okay.
0: We didn't. I don't think they're typically toasted. No.
1: Well, cause and I always, usi- cause I always usually hollow out the bread a little yes. bit. Um, and the book also suggests if you want a bread free option, um, you can, uh, use soba mo- soba noodles, <laughs> soba noodles, um, and obviously don't throw any mayo in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk slivered minty sugar snap peas on a bed of ricotta. I love this one. This was great. It was, I mean, I'm a big fan of ricotta. E- I'm you don't I'm, like ricotta? I'm
1: kind of on the fence about it it depends I don't know I'm coming around to it it's okay. it's one of my least favorite of the cheeses really yes I thought you
0: were a fan no that's surprising no I learned something new about you all that's the why, time
1: that's why like when we make lasagna and stuff I don't usually use a lot of ricotta okay um have you not been paying
0: attention? Apparently, sir? not all these years.
1: Jeez.
0: <laughs> when was the last time we had lasagna, though? Because I, <laughs> I know it's not typically your jam. Because it's like you know, it's 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 a heavy meal. Yeah. it's a lot of noodles. And
1: I only do. I only ever do when I make lasagna at home. I do a bottom layer, filling, and then a top layer.
0: That's not. That's more like a sandwich.
1: <laughs> it's a pasta sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Either that, or I'll just end up like. Picking out like Italians
0: everywhere are just like, no, they're like, what what is wrong with you?
1: Um, but this ricotta, I whipped it up a little bit. Um, it, uh, let's see, there's pea pods that are thinly sliced and they get jazzed up with some uh, cilantro. Well, what did we add? We added cilantro, mint, basil. We had,
0: a, we had, yeah, we had quite a bit of fresh herbs on hand from the previous dishes. And so we made this nice, this nice melange of herbs. herbs. And it was really good.
1: And a um, little bit of chili, chili oil on top. And then we threw some radish in there. And we served it on a zatar
0: pizza dough flatbread. Which is the next dish. Yes. Perfect segue. Yes. Um, so the recipe suggests using store-bought pizza dough. But once again, we reached for the homemade stuff that we had in the freezer. And then um, strangely, the recipe instructs you to bake this using a sheet pan. So it would be like kind of rectangular in size. Um the accompanying photo, though, shows a round variety. Um, so clearly they, made using either a circular pan or probably a, a cast, cast iron, iron, iron skillet, which, which is, is what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's just like a pretty simple recipe, especially if you're using the store bought pizza dough variety. Um, the dough gets seasoned with uh, garlic powder. We'll talk about that in a second. And za'atar. And we used a pretty liberal application of it, and we had some uh, some really good zatar on hand, so mm-hmm. we didn't have to like mix any up from scratch. And it gets brushed with a little olive oil on top. Yep. Uh, side note: How do you keep garlic powder or onion powder from clumping? You put rice in it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Which I, we don't.
0: I, I'm I'm kind of breaking up with garlic and onion powder. I'm just going to go with the granulated Granulated. Stuff.
1: I know. I know because I always end up. Tossing it because yeah. it's in like one it's a solid big mass.
0: Li- <laughs> <laughs> you got to use an ice And pick. you're like
1: trying to shake and shake oh, and shake. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, but I, I, I don't, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because you had asked me that. And so I looked it up and I'm okay. like, okay.
0: Rice. That's yeah. a, that seems like, why bother? Well, Just get the granulated. Yeah,
1: stuff. I agree. Well, because then you have to pick out the rice. Our
0: house is going to be a garlic and onion powder free house mm-hmm. from now on. It is decreed.
1: Well, and generally we don't use like the powder anyway. We use fresh stuff.
0: So the, the high point emperor of acceptable powders and granulated herbs has spoken. <laughs> the hype, sure.
1: Are you doing a little throwback to your earlier uh, I, I story? It's, it's okay. coming
0: full circle. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about our rankings? Let's do the most critical review first. Strangely enough, there were no one. Well, not strangely. I, that sounds mean. I didn't mean it for that way. But uh, usually
1: there's someone who just like.
0: That's true. Someone's got to be contrary. Yeah. Um, but there were no one or two star reviews. There was a three star one. So uh, that was the only one I found. And it says, uh, this is from Sarah Jean. And she, three out of five stars. And it says, who is her audience? Bought the digital copy to check it out before buying it for my parents. Uh, They need to eat more veg for health, but they don't know how to build meals without meat. So this book is uh, inaccessible. Recipes call for things like mirin and tahini and pearl barley. Fine if you live in New York, but very hard to find in rural Ohio. Um, As a Brooklyn resident, I don't need help eating veg. So who is this book for? The introductory information laying out her meal plan is good, but the recipes are bad. Uh, and then she mentions cookie and Kate and love and lemons are better so
1: here's the thing even Walmart has like the i'm doing air quotes now with my fingers ethnic aisle yes where you can find i'm I'm sure all of the above things that she mentioned are in that aisle
0: I would say that you're right yeah. Yeah, so. even in rural Ohio. Although, I don't know, maybe does does Walmart kind of cater to specific clientele? Because I know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I, I spent an afternoon in hell, a.k.a. at Walmart, with my mom doing some <laughs> grocery shopping. Oh, he's so nice.
1: <laughs> he, he, he I he, took
0: my mom out grocery shopping. She doesn't get out of the house much anymore these days, and she's going a little stir-crazy. You're such a good son. And she wanted to walk around Walmart. <laughs> Which,
1: there are about which, ten thousand other. I'm sticking see, needles in my eye. Yeah, I would see, rather. See, that's
0: the thing. Is like that was that was like very enjoyable for her, <laughs> and it was like my own personal hell. So, You're a good son. But uh, they had a pretty diverse clientele at this particular Walmart. Just mm-hmm. from uh, my uh, my. Uh, unscientific observation of, of the people walking around and, and you know, the, the, and the groceries were kind of reflected in that. So yeah. I was just kind of curious.
1: Well, and she lives in the suburbs too. So, I mean, I mean, it's not like she's living on a farm or anything, but yeah. you know, it's not a metropolitan yeah hotspot by any means at all. Um, so anyway, let's talk about our rankings,
0: food photography and styling. I gave it a four. All right.
1: Um, Simple, and I believe it was all studio lit, like, there was no playing with shadows or hard light or anything. Correct. Um, I'd say like most of it was overhead. Um, it had a really nice, relaxed feel about it. There are like forks and food. And one thing that I really liked is that there was silver, um, silver that was like tarnished, mm-hmm. which I have a ton of as props because I'm too lazy to <laughs> to take a little bit of brasso and untarnish it. I like the I like the like patina of it. Yeah. Um so I actually really appreciate that. Um there are lots of crumbs. Uh there were some head on shots, you know, a couple uh shots of her and her dog and you yeah. shot of her daughter um nothing fussy nothing like extraordinary but i feel like it fit the book very well yeah it's it served the book fantastically
0: man you said everything i was gonna say <laughs> i also For, gave it did, a four did
1: you peek at my notes i
0: did not uh Focus was on bright, vibrant colors. Um, when your book centers on vegetables, it's you've got uh, a great subject to start with for Absolutely. photographing. And she did not waste that opportunity. Um, fresh and rustic is what I said. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of alludes to your your you know patina flatware comment, but uh, I noticed that as well. Lots of ceramic dishes. Mm-hmm. So most of the bowls and plates were like, Looked like custom pottery or something. It was really cool. Nice little flourish. Uh, I Again, unfussy. There was lots of crumbs, lots of little spills and, and drips. And uh, I, I love that. Um, and then candid shots, especially of her dogs. And uh, we're suckers for a good dog photo. Yep. So, well done.
1: What was the number you gave it?
0: Four. Okay. Uh, what'd you get for design and layout? You tell me. I gave it a four. Okay. Um. There were some interesting sections within this book, so I don't know how to describe. The book was kind of divided up into like four uh, areas. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how to describe it, and then with within each one of those, they had these subsections. Yes, maybe you'll be able to kind of articulate what I'm saying more. But but then there were like some really unique you know, like there was a, how to assemble a small plates dinner. And so it's, it kind of reads like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And then there's, uh, there's a useful, like frequently asked questions section that kind of answers some of the common things. If, if someone is maybe considering a more plant-based lifestyle or going vegetarian and, and just how to navigate that when you're dealing with a family, um, probably one of the most annoying questions that vegans get is, where do you get your protein? And so it kind of touches on that where, you know, here's a section on like where you can get protein. It's called protein hits. Yeah, and so it's like eggs, tofu, chickpeas. stuff. Obviously, we said this was not a vegan cookbook. It's vegetarian. But then there's this interesting mix and match meal chart um, in the back of the book. And the premise is kind of like, all of the recipes within the book are based on probably about 11 different recipes. So you've got like soups, sandwiches, salads, pizzas, you know, like whatever. And then from those categories, depending on what ingredients you have on hand, you can mix and match and kind of, again, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So some interesting, uh, design and layout choices mm-hmm. um again we I think we spoke already about with the recipes like there there were some photos that maybe didn't match up exactly to the recipe so I had to knock off a point for that but otherwise like I I didn't really mind how it was laid out I will say there was no master list of recipes so if you like looking at the beginning of the book and, and they break it down by chapter and then they say like you know what recipes are contained there's nothing like that in there so if you wanted to just kind of browse the recipes you'd have to like page through the book wait there wasn't an index there was an index there's an index in the back of the book yeah but there is no oh, yeah there's there was not like chapters that yes would kind of tell you like page by page okay. what those chapters included i get what you're saying it just would say like soups salads mm-hmm. pasta so if you're the type that wants to just look through that um Chapter index. Uh, there's nothing like that in here. Yeah. So, yeah. Give it a four. Okay. What'd you have? I gave it a three.
1: Okay. First of all, it's very, very wordy. It is. It's very like, like wordy in like a food bloggy type way.
0: Which it should be noted is is her background. Yes. That was kind of so, how she started. So I start. mean I
1: get that, but it's a bit much. And like you said, there's four sections that are broken into smaller sections. Um, the chart at the end f- made me feel so chaotic just okay. looking at it. I get like for me, when I looked at it, the only thing that I the only way that I could wrap my brain around it was at the top. It's like ingredient like v- Individual vegetables. right? Which to me is like how I would use it. Like Mm -hmm. go down the column of the vegetables. Like Mm -hmm. if you say I just bought a bunch of eggplants. Mm -hmm. Or I like there are beautiful eggplants at the farmer's market. You know. And then I would go down the column and see what I can do with that. But just like looking at that whole chart just like it... I know it's supposed to be helpful, yeah. but like for me personally, it was too much for me. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Because I'm always fascinated by just how different people interpret mm-hmm. that kind of data and, and you know, what might be kind of clever to someone is like very confusing to someone else. Yeah. Or vice versa. So that's, so, that's interesting. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I do like, and I, I appreciate that they are, our little like, there's this little section called like there's a little blurb on the bottom of a page called holdout, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like you can add this or this, you know, for people who yeah want and want some meat in there.
0: And you know, reading from the uh, material at the beginning of the book, I think that's where that chart kind of ties in because I think her intention was to really get people to expand their repertoire of cooking to include things where the vegetable is the focus instead of like meat mm-hmm. and then beyond that like not overthink it too much where it's it's just like you know based on what you have on hand you can use this chart to kind of make up your own things and so it's it was it was kind of like here's the recipe is kind of like a template but from this you should be able to kind of make up your own things. And so, yeah, yeah, maybe it wasn't as successful. I
1: appreciate that, but it just like made me so anxious.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it.
1: Um, Degree of difficulty. What'd you Uh, get? I gave it a three point. Well, it's, uh, I don't know if I want to give it a three or a 3.5. There's a section called small plates where it's like, you you know, mix and match. Yes. And it's like, start with a legume and then you add a bread component and then you add a vegetable. That's three whole separate recipes that you are making. And I mean, if Not you- Not exactly an
0: easy weeknight yes, dinner. Yes,
1: yes. So, and-
0: Which is supposed to be the premise of the book.
1: Yes, it's a lot. And, yeah. I, and I do feel like, you know some of the recipes did have a lot of ingredients yes um and i think people looking at this would be like you know yeah um it, it, it could very potentially scare some people off sure um i mean for me i guess for me personally like i didn't find anything too difficult you mm-hmm. know obvious no it wasn't too difficult but like I really would not make anything from the small plates section. Okay. Because that's a lot of work.
0: Fair. What did you give it? I gave it a 2. Okay. So I did not find the recipes to be terribly difficult to execute because there are a lot of shortcuts taken if if I if I can call it that. So like store-bought pizza yes. dough, yeah. canned chickpeas, um, But some of the recipes, as you were alluding to, are kind of involved. Mm-hmm. So like the, the barley bowl one that we did, you know, it was like you had to cook the barley, which takes a while. Then you had to make these crispy chickpeas. Then you had to do pickled onions. Then you had to make the dressing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's practical for a lot of people for a weeknight, which is what you know, this whole thing about the book is. Well, and
1: especially if you're like encouraging someone to venture into vegetarianism. Yes. Like that's a lot of work for something that you're not sold on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. What'd you give it for taste?
0: I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed everything. Um, I do think that in in some of the dishes, flavor was sacrificed for convenience. The flatbread came to mind. Like, I I think if we had made that flatbread from scratch, not using, you know, store, we didn't use store-bought. We used our own pizza. But, like, I I think, like, in the case of something like that, if you had used, like, pizza dough that you got at the store, it might not have been as good.
1: No, it's pizza dough.
0: I don't know. I just, I felt like there were some shortcuts where you're definitely going to sacrifice some flavor if you didn't make it from scratch.
1: Okay. I yeah. gave it, I gave it a five. I thought okay. that, I thought that the recipes had like really great flavor components. Yeah. So like there's a little bit of like every flavor component, like little bit of uh, tartness, um, you know, a little bit of sweet a little bit of heat yeah so i thought it would like all the recipes were very well rounded all right so anything else nope this meeting is adjourned yeah um so if you enjoyed the show please rank and review uh you can follow us on social media uh our instagram is at we underscore cook underscore books
0: and our facebook is at we cookbooks all right, you know what time it is? Make me laugh. I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. This, one's, this one's a little cerebral, so I don't know if it's going to... Are you
1: calling me dumb? No, I, I just <laughs> I don't know if
0: it's going to land as a joke. Okay. Uh, so it, let's assume someone's vegan, gluten-free, and they're really into CrossFit. How do they decide what to tell people about first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got
0: that joke from a vegan friend. She, she really changed when she stops eating meat. The, the it's as if I hadn't known her before. Before. <laughs> right? a, that one's free. It's a twofer. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Stay safe. Wear a mask.
0: Have a good one. Bye. Stay hungry.